This is the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Padman, from the Bay to LA and beyond. Beyond wakes me up pretty early <laughs> this morning. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's early. It's, I was up earlier yesterday. I just couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep a lot on my mind. Um, but it's a beautiful morning. It's always a beautiful morning in the Bay, whether there's clouds or sunshine. Um, doesn't matter. You wake up and you get to see the sunshine and clouds moving, trees waving. Hey, tree. How you doing? All right. Cool. Cool. Dogs, people running with their dogs <clears throat> early in the morning. Um, I'm in Kensington, of course, Kensington, and uh, this is a very interesting town. I, I like this town, although I have to share some history with you, and uh, I haven't shared this with only uh, maybe two other persons. Uh, one, one is a resident of uh, of Kensington, and uh, <laughs> it's a it's an interesting, funny story. Uh, I can imagine uh, if it wasn't me uh, and someone else, how it could have gone. And uh, this happened. This is not the. This is not the podcast, by the way. I'm, I'm gonna get into uh, what's next. I'm just segueing into this because just having some memories. Uh, what I'm calling flashbacks in time. And uh, this this happened. This this must this had to happen. I think I was in my teens. I was still in my teens, like 19, 18. Um, I don't know if I shared the story before, but uh, I was uh, I was dating this young lady. <laughs> she was maybe a year year so I had to be 19 and I think she was like 18 or something like that I didn't have a car she had a car and she picked me up I think this might have been the second or third time that we hung out and I remember this girl this girl was relentless on connecting with me and she wasn't necessarily my type but she was tall we were both tall and I remember we met at a really cool party and uh, I like the fact that I could dance with somebody at the same height. You ever try to dance with somebody and and your hands, you know, they're they're at your belly button. That's <laughs> it's true. I'm, I'm like six foot three, six foot four with boots on. And um, some of the shortest women in the club would, you know, want to dance with me. And I'm like, girl, I can't. I mean, you whatever so anyway I met this uh, young lady and uh, we hung out um, I think I had a I might have had a beer or wine cooler Bartles and James <laughs> who remembers Bartles and James wine cooler I should got some water before I started <clears throat> I don't know who remembers Bartles and James wine coolers but you know being not much of a drinker um at all 
I had a Bartles and James cooler, or maybe it was a maybe it was a, a Strawberry Hill Boons. Might have been Boons. Anyway, a little tipsy. I'm cool, but she was driving, so it was all good. And um, don't think we were. I'm, I'm still remembering this. I, I, I know we weren't. Uh, I didn't have open bottle or anything. I think we had gone to the marina and they were coming back or we were she was trying to figure out where to go anyway in in talking and just hanging out I I dozed off and you know um, thinking that she knows where she's going and when I wake up I'm uh I'm like where are we and she's like, I don't know. I just pulled over. You know, I, I didn't know where to go. I just pulled over. I said, well, I don't know where the hell we are right now. So we might want to get out of here. You know, we were like in a um, really private, quiet neighborhood. And uh, it's like no sooner than we're talking, you know, I can see someone... Uh, looking out their window and I was like yo we probably should leave you know two young black people in a car in a strange neighborhood <clears throat> that I'd never been in before we should we should leave well sooner than I say that the uh, police show up and they I think they go to her side and they go to my side and they got their hands on their guns and knocking on the window. Not their hands on the gun, hands on their holsters. And I was and they were like, Yeah, everything alright here? And, and uh we we're like, Yeah, I was like, Yeah, I'm sorry, I was knocked out and she just drove in the neighborhood and I have no idea where we are. And he's like, Well, we're in Kensington, Kensington, California. Uh, you guys have any ID? Uh, she had ID. I had ID. They ran our ID. Um, for some reason, they took me in, but I didn't have anything on my record. That for, that I know for sure. Um, but they're like, uh, they asked me to step out, step out of the car. No, maybe I didn't have my ID on me. Maybe I didn't have my ID. No, I'm sure I have my ID. Why wouldn't I have my ID? That's just irresponsible, right? That's the last thing I am. Um, so anyway, they ended up, uh, you know, taking me in and said, you know, your girlfriend, you know, if, if you're, if you're cleared, we'll let you go tonight if you're not you'll have to stay with us and we'll figure it out and then they handcuffed me and put me in the car um she drove away and this was this was during the time there's no cell phones <laughs> um so no cell phone i didn't carry a pager i don't think i had a pager then remember this was during the time where only drug dealers carried pagers and I'm not a drug dealer or wasn't a drug dealer not a drug dealer now um, you know straight up 
guy, you know, student, the whole nine. Um, so they took me, took me to their uh, Kensington Police Department. Uh, for one, now here's the other thing. I had no idea where the heck Kensington was. I don't know how she got there. I didn't know this town even existed. And uh, yeah, next thing you know, I'm 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 in a I'm in this like closet space, you know, big enough to sit down on this little bench, and it had a window, little small window, that I can see out where they were they were talking to me, asking me where I lived, where you know what school I went to or if I told them I was going to school and all this stuff and they're running background check and whatever and it it must have they must have gone on for about 10 10 15 minutes maybe longer I don't remember anyway my attitude was like it was now I knew I hadn't done anything and they would soon let me go so I was kind of like I think I was cracking jokes and and uh you know they were laughing and 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 soon thereafter, you know, they're like, you know, they open the door and, you know, it's bright because it was dark in the closet that I remember. It was, it was no light in that little closet. And, uh, they let me out and he's like, well, you're, um, you're clear and, and, you know, you can call your girlfriend. She can come pick you up. Uh, I was like, all right, I hope she'll remember how to get here or she'll look it up. So I called her and I said, hey, come get me. <laughs> um, she's like, all right. So I stood outside. You know, they, they were like, hey, sorry about that. Um, we, you know, we, we had a neighbor. We had someone in the neighborhood call and say that, you know, you guys are hanging out. And I don't know if there was a, uh, any burglaries that was happening. I don't think so. They just saw two young black people in Kensington. Um, she picked me up. Um, oh man, I was fuming. I, I know I was, I was being all cool with them. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? You, you don't get ignorant. Just, you don't get ignorant with the law. I learned that. I learned that in high school, actually. Now that I'm, I'm bringing this up. I learned that in my last year at Oakland Tech, uh, I believe it was senior year, um, the school had decided to, um, the government, our government class, the, the last semester was changed to street law. So we were taught, you know, the foundations of government and then a professor from UC Berkeley had come in. Uh, for the last semester and he taught us everything about street law and basically basically he was sharing with us as young African Americans um, in particular young men and women uh, how to how to have the law on your side and knowing knowing your rights and et cetera et cetera and you know, when you're driving a car, you know, have you, you know, sit, sit upright when you're in your car, in your car, you know, reasonable volume behind a car, anything not to attract attention to yourself, all the common sense stuff. Um, so I, I remembered a lot of, a lot of those things and, 
and how to talk to officers and and just know your rights right so a lot of that you know i didn't have to say any of that these guys weren't like being you know funny style or anything like that they were look i I put it like this if if i'm in a really if i'm living in a really nice neighborhood and some strange car come pulling up you know outside of my my home at night i'm gonna call the police too that's just how it is i'm gonna call the police um you know just be safe or i might i might go out to the car and or like hey what are you guys doing here get out of here i might do that before i call the police but then it's at night it's like you don't want to encounter anybody's nonsense you know show up with a shotgun hey what are you guys doing here (laughs) aggressiveness against other humans ridiculousness anyway they let me go and that was the last time i saw her i was like she knew it i didn't have to say it i was like we're done here you know my first time ever uh going to jail and they didn't put anything on the record or anything like that it wasn't that serious it was nothing they didn't have anything on me but I was just pissed for the experience because I remember someone saying you know there's a black man in America you know you're gonna at least go to jail at least once in your lifetime it's like great you know I mean why would you say something like that to a kid it's so messed up so uh little story short that's how i know about kinston it's ironic 25 35 years later i'm um i'm residing in kinston i don't live here not yet um but I, i i like it here i really i really do it's interesting though um things are opening up and this is where we're segueing into the topic of tonight today's podcast um as things are opening up um i've been a little disturbed because i don't follow the day-to-day news on on the pandemic it's a little upsetting depressing whatever you want to call it so i just don't i just don't do it you know i do in my power what i need to do and you know social distance myself um i've been doing it for now a year but here's the thing with the social distancing and why it's so easy for me you know when you're an entrepreneur or you even think about being an entrepreneur and you pursue that life um you're gonna lose some friends and (laughs) those that say they support you they don't support you they you know you you're showing them out you're showing them out and um you know your friends drop off so and it could be a lonely thing uh i remember this guy ryan blair um sent me 10 copies of his book the book was called nothing to lose and i read this book This is back in, I believe, 2010. I believe I was staying in Koreatown at the time in L.A. And I remember reading this book and his story, his story of, you know, sleeping in his car and, you know, really rough times, uh, you know, similar to to my experience growing up. A little balance of, you know, good. It was good until it wasn't. And um, 
yeah so i i i think i i think i clicked on something and it was like you know uh if you buy my book, I'll send you 10 copies so you can share with a friend type of thing. I remember reading this book and was like, wow, it depressed me a little. I'm, I'm in the middle of, you know, I had a job and everything, a really great job. This is when I was um, working at the temple. And uh, I was like, wow, this is a book. This is a book for the ages. And uh, so when it came to uh, once I resigned, from my gig and pursued my entrepreneurial lifestyle as a baker and musician um you know i was friends a few i was friends a few once you stop throwing the parties nobody comes around right as long as you're giving away stuff people will show up actually that's not true either i had people canceling on me that's why i understood um I understood I, I called it flakery basically flakery that was that's just being flaky people you talk about hooking up yeah 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 email you text you all this and all of that and people still fail I remember the last time I had done a podcast when I first begun doing uh, the podcasting before getting onto the anchor uh, platform I was on Spreaker and uh, I can't even remember. I can't remember the, the guy's name or face, but we talked and I invited this guy to uh, be a guest on my podcast. Um, and he totally just not did not show up. And I saw that it was going to be raining and I was like, are you sure? Because we can cancel this and do it another time. He's like, no, no, I'm coming. You know, I sat around waiting for this guy thinking that, you know, maybe something happened to him. He got into an accident. He just didn't call, didn't text anything. I was like, wow, that's, that's incredible. So, yeah. Flakery. Anyway, um... So the past couple of days have been uh, been interesting because you know uh, been having some interesting conversations, and some of that had a lot to do with the pandemic. Excuse me, the pandemic. Uh, people uh, calling me up and expressing themselves because they don't have anyone else to talk to, basically. Or, or, you know, uh, what's that saying? Misery loves company. Yeah. So I nixed that. I nixed that. I, I nixed it. I, and, and by the way, I can't wait to be in a position where I can get a new phone and a new number because it's attached to a lot of folks that I just do not want reaching out to me ever again. People got... People got issues, man. They got issues and 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 they're so busy pointing at other people they don't look at themselves. And uh that's a problem. Not my problem, but it's a problem. So I was a little disturbed because there I I've been seeing I've kind I flash forward a year now. You know, we're a year into this pandemic and uh I'm seeing how relaxed people have become 
and I hadn't looked at, I hadn't uh, listened to any of the uh, pandemic uh, news. And I was like, well, something must have happened because I'm seeing more and more people without their mask on, you know, in parks. The, the the whole space between people thing just kind of dissipated and we're just talking about this past weekend like like a beacon went out and you know a parade and I said oh maybe they've reopened you know stuff so I, I clicked on a few links uh, via LinkedIn and uh, I love LinkedIn news because it's it's pretty it's pretty insightful and uh, something led me to you know, more discussions about, you know, people were commenting on, you know, the reopening uh, of, of everything, you know, and how the surge is happening all over the, the, the all over the world. Um, percentages are going up. And the thing about commentary is that everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be able to speak out there blah 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 that's what I'm going to call it blah 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 because that's all it is they want some attention uh, for what they have to say but I'm I'm always like <laughs> if you really got something to say like that start a podcast or write a letter to amnesty.org or find some way some portal to express yourself outside of going back and forth with somebody that you've never met or don't even know you're probably you know hashing it out with a with a bot <laughs> an algorithm bot um that's designed to comment and and create rage <laughs> for nothing so uh in in looking at some of those links and and from what i see on my bike and you know even even here in kensington I, i've seen people the pub is open over here there's a, a pub and there's some people sitting outside and yesterday and now those people had their mask on none of them um i had mine i I always have mine on and and for a lot of reasons i have uh a multi what they call multi-morbidity uh and let me share with uh the audience what that is um to describe patterns of multi-morbidity among fatal cases of COVID-19 and to propose a classification of patients based on age and multi-morbidity uh, patterns to begin the construction of ideological models. I'm actually uh, going off an excerpt from an article on the Pan-American Journal of Public Health. People, I don't play around when it comes to my resources and where I get my information from because you, you can't you can't can't jive around with with anything so uh let me share with you multimorbidity the most frequent health conditions and what that means is that that's someone who's living with a multitude of different uh health conditions and most of my conditions come from uh a congenital um, thing it's meaning uh, I was born with it 
uh, I was born with these issues. And, and then over time, they've either exasperated or been calm. It makes sense of why I love to ride my bike because it, it builds strength and it makes me feel good. But uh, here's here's some results. Um, on the data, the data of Colombian confirmed deaths of COVID-19 until June 11th, 2020, were included in this analysis. Um, 488 deaths or 1488 deaths. Relationships between COVID-19 combinations of health conditions and age were explored using locally weighted polyminal. They're throwing out words. I have no idea what what it means. Uh, the results. Uh, here's some stuff I can be straightforward. The most frequent health conditions were high blood pressure, respiratory disease, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and kidney disease. Dyads more frequent were high blood pressure with diabetes cardiovascular disease and respiratory disease. Some multi-morbidity patterns increase probability of death among older individuals, whereas other patterns are not age-related or decrease the probability of death among older people. Not all multi-morbidity increase with age as is commonly thought. Uh, obesity alone or with other diseases was associated with a higher risk of severity among young people, while the risk of the high blood pressure diabetes tends to have an inverted U description in relation with age. Um, got about five minutes. So I'm going to go into another podcast after this and pick up where I'm leaving off, which I don't know where people get their resources. I mean, go to you can go to the CDC, but for years, um, I've gone to WebMD. I love WebMD. It is a place that is very resourceful with the information, and, and I posted a link. Uh, you know, some questions that I was throwing out there like you know what why is this this mistrust amongst you know what's the hesitancy with the african-american community and people of color to regards of the vaccine and that's what we're going to go into in this next podcast as there is a link that i shared on my linkedin page hey what's up patrick there's another patrick that that follows me uh, we're actually connected on LinkedIn and I share with him that I was going to talk more about this. Uh, but there's there's a article that came out on LinkedIn written by Sandra Young entitled Black Vaccine Hesitancy Rooted in Mistrust and Doubts. And there's an awesome video, really informative video. It runs 14 minutes and 12 seconds i'm sure you have 14 minutes and 12 seconds to hear what uh webmd's chief medical officer uh, john white md speaks with sharon allison oatley md executive director of the koshar healthy communities foundation and it's about overcoming vaccine hesitancy in communities of color 
she spoke on some stuff she hit point we were like when she was speaking i was like yep 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 and yep she 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 just nailed it and since we're running out of time here i'm going to stop this podcast so i can go into uh a little bit more about what sharon was speaking on because i think it's very important and i think it needs to be brought up because uh there's a lot of fears about safety and concerns of the vaccine and there's just a lot of fear and i know where it comes from and i want to get into this i want to go i want to dive into this and then share with uh the audience you my wonderful audience on you know how i plan on moving forward and my views on the uh pandemic vaccines etc etc all right for the intelligent human voice podcast network if this is your first time or your last time i hope it's not your last time i got so much to share so much music working on all kind of music stuff this weekend um going to attempt to do my live streaming again couldn't work through it last weekend but got it down this weekend and uh another good thing there's a lot of folks a lot of you know great companies that are reaching out to me to regards of work someone's out there sharing my linkedin profile and you know my history with uh, facility management construction management i appreciate that i need the work I want to work, you know, I'm more valuable to someone than not. All right. See you soon for the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. Peace.